Hello, beloved audience, and welcome to another episode of From the Shelf. I am one of your three hosts, Annalise, and I'm joined by my two brothers once again. I'm on tilt. I'm, and I'm Anthony. What does that mean? What is on tilt? You'll find out as this video goes on. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so today we are taking a look at one of my favorite movies, Labyrinth. Uh, <laughs> this movie's great. Why are you eyeing? It's so good. It's so good. It's great if your IQ's in the single digits. I have a I have a decent the IQ. The thousands of fans beg to differ, Frankie. Yeah, well, they're but... all fucking morons, okay? You like the fanatic? I don't want to hear anything. Oh, I know, no, no. no. <laughs> the fanatic. That's, a, that's an interesting movie. There's nothing good about it. It's boring until the end, but we're not talking about that film. Oh. I say we're not talking about that today. So this film was created by uh, Jim Henson, the Henson Company, uh, and. George Lucas, of all people. Um, and he had a yeah. Monty Python writer in there. No, I didn't. I didn't know about that. Um, so before we jump into it, let's go ahead and talk about our cast. So we have a pretty, uh, well, I guess now star-studded, but I mean, it already had a really big star in it for the time it was created. Uh, David Bowie is one of is the I I wouldn't I guess I would call him like the second lead, not he's like the main. the main. Let's be honest, he is the lead here. He's, he's, not the, he's, the, main, he's the main. He's the main top he's the billing. Main, he's the main antagonist of the movie. Yeah, but he's the selling point of the film. Yeah, but top billing doesn't mean main character. True, he's is all over the marketing for it, yeah, and all main, over the film. Yeah, but the That's main true. character is actually Jenna, Jennifer Connelly's character. Yesterday, when I was like. Get like I I already had all my notes together and stuff, but for some reason yesterday when I was like thinking about the movie, I kept calling her Sarah Connolly because her name is Sarah in the movie, but her name is Jennifer Connolly. What does um, that sound very similar to Sarah Connor? She's married to Vision. Paul Bettany. Yep. Yep. Yeah, she is. <laughs> they, I think they met on the set of A Beautiful Mind, or I don't know if they I were think, together. Yeah, I think that's that where they met. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Um, Jesus Christ, this bitch can't act in this movie. <laughs> she's so whiny. This is like her second film. Doesn't mean she's good. <laughs> she gets better as the film goes on. No, she does not. Yes, she does. She drops that shitty fake British accent. That's that the Lucas weird. effect. That's the Luke. Yeah, that is the Lucas effect. I swear <laughs> to God. Oh, my God, this bitch. Oh, oh. <laughs> she's, uh, she's, she really know, is a pretty bad young. character in, in the grand scheme of things. I am 50-50 on Sarah. So, she's not um, a good character, let's be honest. No, she's really not. Every that time goblins would take you away, you're a right Fuck you. Your little brother's probably hungry or needs to be changed. Like, no, fuck this kid. He's probably teething. He's a young little baby. Like, what is that? No, fuck this kid. He's a little shit. I hope these fucking goblins come and destroy him. 
Okay. <laughs> he deserves to die. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of babies, I actually have a little baby with me here right now that I'm babysitting. Uh, okay, hold on. Let's stop it right there. Annalise, I huh? appreciate the effort you're going into this labyrinth review. You didn't need to kidnap a baby. Kidnap a baby? Yeah. Listen. <laughs> I'm listen, I'm trying to attract David Bowie, okay? Like He's dead! Although, so knowing, although knowing Bowie, he would probably transcend that. He'll visit me in my dreams. Oh god. <laughs> so I have to go to the length to get a baby. <laughs> but you would have to you so you're kidnapping the baby, then you gotta wish it away by the goblins. I don't know. She's too cute to wish her away. I'm trying to understand this. You played the part of David Bowie, but you're now going to play the part of Sarah. Yes. This reboot of Labyrinth is highly confusing. (laughs) It's me. I'm the star of the new Labyrinth reboot. Oh, man. So do we want to get started on this? Uh, yes, I wanted to talk about the cast a little bit more. So we have David Bowie, oh. we have Sarah, uh, oh my god, Sarah Connelly. I, Actually, did it again. I guess I might as well bring this up now about Bowie in my notes. Guys. So, early on, they were wondering if they were going to make the Goblin King an actual goblin or a human. And then, according to Henson in the behind the scenes, early on, they decided to make him like a rock star. And some of the choices they had for who would play him would be Michael Jackson, Sting, Prince. Of all people. And I'm just wanting... Why wasn't Paul McCartney in the running for that? Oh my god. Paul McCartney as the Goblin King? I can see it now! I can see now Paul going over the script. Excuse me, Kermit. I had some thoughts on the script. Uh, my name's not Kermit. It's it's Jim. Anyway, Kermit, I was wondering, um, am I supposed to be in love with the 12-year-old girl? (laughs) And... I have a few. I have a few comments on my costume. Is the cord piece necessary? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely necessary. Uh, I, I don't think I want to be in this film. <laughs> no, excuse me. I have to go record a song called "Temporary Secretary." <laughs> oh my god! And that's how it will gone down. And that's how he got. To the recording of Temporary Secretary. Yes, that's what it's all, it's all been about. It's all connected. It's Even all I think connected. Temporary Secretary was 82 or something like that. Uh, I'm not sure about that. I think Temporary Secretary had, had long been... I think McCartney 2 had been released way before <laughs> this film. But still, oh my Temporary God. Tempor- Secretary transcends anything. Temporary Secretary. We are going <laughs> off the rails here. <laughs> it's the, that's just the beauty of David Bowie's package. Oh God! Which you will see a lot in this film if you watch it. Right there, it is a right. It's the third there. main character of this film. <laughs> I just wonder if that was puppeted by Frank Oz. It it has to be. It it too it too out there not to be. You it's know, missing Muppet Stiffy. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, so besides from David Bowie and Jennifer Connelly, um, Brian Henson was also a part of this film. He puppeted Hoggle, 
And um, he voiced Toggle. Yes, and he voiced Toggle too. I think um, it's like his big character breakout. I, I I could be wrong on that though. You mean Miss Piggy wasn't? Brian Henson? No. Frank Oz didn't Frank Miss Piggy. Did Miss Piggy. Oh my gosh, I'm looking. <laughs> I'm sorry. I I'm looking at my notes and I'm seeing Frank Oz, but we're talking about Brian Henson. Sorry. Well, this, is, this is definitely before when he took over for a little bit and before Muppets Day. So a bunch of his characters hadn't shown up yet, but I don't know if he did any side characters in between. The Great Muppet um, Caper, because that's, that's when I know he first started working with his father. Right. Then, I always thought... But I think we can figure that out if we do another Muppet review. I always forget um, that they're father and son. <laughs> how, do you, how do you forget Brian Henson's Jim Henson's son? I thought they were brothers! What? I don't know! <laughs> Remember that I always like the way that I thought about them. I thought they were brothers. I didn't know that they were father and son for the longest time. I mean, I know that I don't now. Know if Jim had any siblings? I'm looking him up now. I don't know. I do. I don't know how, but I guess for some reason I always thought they were brothers. But I guess no. I think Jim was an only child. Oh, I did. I didn't know that. I, I don't know. I don't know how, but like. It just, it always clicked in my head, like, when I was a kid, that they were brothers and not father and son. I mean, I know now they're father and son, obviously. He has an older brother. Or he did. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Yeah, his older brother died in 56, right around the time Jim was getting started. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah, that's a little crazy. Um... Frank, you were talking about Brian and Jim Henson. Oh, cool. <laughs> we had tech. Frankie had some technical difficulties, but I think he's back now. Yeah. Mm. Stupid Discord. Anyway, we're all, we're all good with that. Um, so Brian Henson, Hoggle, oh. he puppeted and voiced Hoggle. Um, Frank oh, right. Oz, obviously, with the Henson Company, you always got to have Frank Oz. Um, what is he doing in this? Is he just like a producer, or is he actually doing some puppeteer work? Because I don't think he's voicing anyone in this. I don't um, believe actually, he's voicing anybody. Frank Oz did the puppet of the wise man. Oh, it's... the old man with that bird on his head? <laughs> yeah, Frank Oz did the puppeteering of him, but he didn't voice him. Yeah, yeah I don't like think he voiced like anybody. He probably puppeteered a lot of them. Elmo's in this movie. Yeah, this is actually Elmo's first time working with the Henson Company, technically, because he did help them out in a Thanksgiving parade, though. That's how he actually met Jim. Mm. Oh, so this Elmo's Big Adventure. So this is before he did Elmo. This, this, this is, is literally Big Adventure. <laughs> yeah, this is literally right before he, he got Sesame Street, and then he had, like, maybe a year or two on Sesame Street, then he got Elmo. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. Um, when I was looking at the cast list, it actually listed Warwick Davis, but I don't know who he played. I'm assuming he just played maybe like a goblin or something. He wasn't like maybe I'd say he wasn't credited as anything else. I mean, it makes sense that Warwick would be in this because George looked out for him when he was starting out in his career. Oh, okay. Well, now that we have some of the major cast lists out of the way, let's dive right into the movie. So we start out with um. 
a girl running through this like park and she's LARPing. Literally like LARPing. I'm sorry, at his... I do not buy Jennifer Connolly as a LARPer. She is No. Well it's Jennifer Connolly. But Oh don't worry about what Jennifer Connolly does on the weekend. Time okay. out, Annalise, I just figured out Warwick Davis and Kenny Baker, R two D two were goblin were part of the goblin army. Ah, okay. So they were the goblin so suit actors. With the goblins, it's a mixture of people in suits and Muppets. Yeah. Okay. Anywho. Yeah, I, I mean, throw that it, out there. That's yeah. Probably pretty cool that Wicked and R2 D2 are in this film. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I figured that's what they were doing. But, um. I just found out. that out today, so thank you, Annalise. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um,. So we start out with Sarah in the park and she is reading from her little like script book and she can't remember these lines. Um, she always gets to the end part and she can never remember the lines and apparently but that's very important. she's carrying the book! I see, she's holding the book but she's trying to memorize it so she's not like looking at the yeah, book. Yeah, she is the worst oh warper I've ever seen. She just needs some practice. Anyway, it starts to rain, so she has to go with her dog and run home. Um, the sounds of David Bowie music. Yeah, David Bowie music. Uh, he don't even. I love him. He's amazing, Frankie. I have what? it on vinyl. Okay, it is great. okay, okay. The score and the songs composed by Bowie are great. David Bowie is a great artist. I can't remember a single song from this goddamn movie. Are you serious? And I hurt you as a child. You! (laughs) (laughs) Um, So anyway, Sarah runs home, and she's greeted by her stepmother at the door, who really isn't that bad. Um, She always... Okay, okay, let me stop you there. Okay. This is never, ever mentioned again. Like her parents and like her stepmother? Why does she have such an issue with her stepmother? It's never addressed again. Honestly, I, I, I guess I'll bring this up now. In the book, the novelization of this, it's like made to believe that Sarah's actual mother just up and ditched her and her father for our co-worker who was, who was an actor. Is that what happened? In the well, book, it could more clarify. I thought the movie implied that she died. Hey, the I movie definitely dies. Yeah, say, that's what I always thought. I always thought the mother died. Um, no, apparently in the novelization, the mother just upped and abandoned them. But the thing and, is, you never see Jennifer Connelly's character reflect on her mother. Oh, no, you don't. Her, absolutely. It's, it's, so, the, no. so, honestly, this hate for her stepmother and her half-brother are completely unjustified. I say it's unfounded. She doesn't treat Sarah, like, horribly. No. She just, we, she's I mean, just wanting her to watch the baby. I can't do anything right! You always go out. Right. Can I? I? I wish I could get away from this place! <laughs> oh my gosh. But, well, future Oscar winner. Yeah, somehow. <laughs> I mean, but, granted, Natalie Portman also said the lines of Anakin. You're breaking my heart, and she won awards later, so the world balances out for these actors, I guess. Are you an angel? <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a video for a different day. That's yeah. <laughs> we need to get to those films eventually. Yes. yes. Um, so, 
And th- we, so Sarah dries off. She's all like wet from being in the rain and stuff. So she dries off and she's in her room. And this is where I want to talk about like her mother because this is where we get to see the most of little hints about the labyrinth and her mother. So on her vanity, there's a picture. Um, Sarah's mother was an actress. Um, or I guess is. I I really don't know if she left or if she died. Um, I know. You, we, I gotta get you the book of that so you can read it and let me know because I don't feel like reading the novelization of the film. <laughs> so, but on Sarah's, like, vanity, um, there's newspaper clippings and pictures and it's of her mother. But also, um, since her mother was an actress, she had her co-stars. I'm assuming she was, like, a stage actress. Um, but her co-star is actually David Bowie. Like, I don't know. I don't know if he's, like, playing himself that at or that he's point. Just playing some act- it's very weird. So, and also the book she's reading in the beginning is called The Labyrinth. Yes, you it see, is. You like, the dolls are going to be the characters she needs. There's, like, there's a statue of the dress she's going to wear later. So it's, like, is The Labyrinth a dream? Did she, like, dream the entire thing? Right, like... And that's what, that just raises more questions, given the fact that the novelization, Sarah's mother le- abandoned her family for David Bowie. So Sarah imagines David Bowie having the hots for her. It's that's very, it's very like problematic. This and girl has <laughs> issues. Yeah, it's it's. I I don't even know. It's it's so strange when you think about it like that. And if that the actual like canon of the story but um you see like sir uh sir didymus has a little plushie in her room and i think um L- ludo's there i think everything ludo. you're gonna see is in the background in her room. yeah it's it's somewhere in her room um okay so her parents leave for the evening because they're going out and that's why they wanted her to babysit and her little brother Toby just won't stop crying. I swear. Brother, he's a baby. He's you a baby. He's a little baby. He's like he's like you said, he's probably teething. Maybe he needs to be changed. Maybe he needs to eat. Hey, Jen, hey. hey what's her name? Sarah? Yeah. Yeah. Here's something you need to understand. Babies cry! Shut up! Exactly. Like babies are gonna cry. An intentional attack on Sarah. It's all part of a plot against her. Sarah's against Sarah, yeah. Holds out to get me, I swear to fucking God. <laughs> well, like, his cheeks look red, so I only, I have to assume he's, like, teething. He's probably in pain, or he's tired. Like, girl. He could just be hungry, who the hell knows? Exactly. He's a, the point is, he's a baby, and she just completely overreacts. Yes. So... She's making a joke, and she's like, "I wish they would come and take you away, right? I wish the goblins would come and take you away right now." And then <laughs> there's some the of the goblins in the closet. He's like, "Did she say it?" It's not subtle. It's just immediate jump cut to a bunch of Muppets. Right. I have a, I have a theory about this movie. Uh huh. None of this actually happened. It's all a fever dream, all a coke dream. Oh no. Okay, I I agree. I. I agree with that. I don't think this is actually happening, though the ending Willow gets that when it comes. I think it's all in her head. It's very plausible that it could be. But I'm not I'm I was never well, mean, like every time well, I watch the, this movie, like, I don't know. With her room, all the peas that are gonna show up in the labyrinth. Uh, 
Right. The picture like, you're telling me that like there. Like, no. of, oh, like it's gotta be. She got into her father's pain medicine cabinet and took a bunch <laughs> of painkillers. That's Toby the real was, ending. Toby was giving her a headache, so she popped some pills. It all makes sense. Her now. father comes walking in and sees her on the floor foaming at the mouth. It's magic dance. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> you know, had to cut that ending. So, um... I'm gonna be 100% <laughs> honest with you. What? I thought about turning the movie off here. What? No! Are you just giving up the baby? Like, I've never been simultaneously bored and aggravated at the same time watching a movie. But, oh my god. <laughs> but, anyway, so... Goblin King! Goblin King! Wherever you may be, take this child of mine far away from me! And then they're like, and the goblins in the closet, like, no, that's not right. Like, we can't take him. You didn't say the right thing. So she is about to like leave the room, and she tur- and she goes and turns off the light. She's like, I wish they could. I wish they would come and take you away right now. And then she turns off the light. She goes into the hallway. Baby immediately stops crying. And then not waste any time getting that kid. Nope, not at all. They swooped in. They got that kid. And and right after she... I, I'm telling you, right after she closed the light, shut the lights and closed the door, she went to that medicine cabinet. You know what? Well, it didn't show her doing anything else. She was in the hallway. It's all part of her drug-fueled dream. It doesn't have to. That's the twist. That's the Terry Jones ending. <laughs> so, the goblins take away Toby. And then David Bowie appears. Okay, I just in a fit of sparkle. He comes in knowing he's gonna make women cream their pants every time they watch this film. <laughs> oh my god! He knows oh. he's just gonna cre- have a bigger female fan base after this film. David Bowie is the stuff of dreams. <sighs> <laughs> so he That's tells Sarah, Sarah's like, where's my brother? And David Bowie, his, his name is Jared, the Goblin King, but we're going to call him David Bowie because that's who he's playing. He, he's, there's no, he's not a character, he's just Bowie. Yeah, it's just David Bowie. But anyway, he explains to her, he's like, I have the baby in my castle, um, and you can't get him. But she was like, I need my brother back. Um, like, girl, you were literally just wishing him away. Um, yeah, but then I get grounded and I won't be able to LARP anymore. Yes, so. she won't be able to LARP anymore. So she's like, tell me how to get my brother back. And he tries to offer her this, like, bubble crystal looking thing. Get used to that. Yeah, that happens a lot. It's not even that special. It's literally he said it could turn it this way. You can see look in your dreams. Bowie moving that crystal. That's someone else literally having his hand shoved on the side of David Bowie and the dude can't even see what he's doing. So that's just all muscle memory how he's doing that trick. Yeah, it's, yeah, like David Bowie's not even doing it. I, I actually just found out about that a few days ago. Wow, you know, this ruined! What? 
my immersion is ruined. But hot damn, like if they had if they do that today, you know that ball would be CGI. Oh yeah. Yeah, it definitely would be. Um and one part that kind of confuses me is that once she was like, No, I don't want the crystal, he throws a snake at her. She defied him. I mean, that's the natural thing to do. You throw a snake and then it becomes a scarf and then a goblin comes out of it. Yeah. You people hold, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me stop you there. Did you say the uh-huh. natural thing to do with some defies you to throw a snake at them? In a magical world, I guess. Do you realize how rapey that sounds? Uh, we'll get to that later in the film, actually. Oh, my God. But anyway, Sarah's like, no, I need to get my brother. What can I do? He was like, uh, okay, well, I guess you have 13 hours to get through this labyrinth and find your brother in the middle of Goblin City uh, oh, in my oh, castle. I'm also going to keep fluctuating with the time. So, good luck. What? so Sarah finally enters the labyrinth. <laughs> yes, Sarah enters the labyrinth and becomes the most whiny, annoying girl I've ever seen on film. Isn't there where she? Isn't this where she meets that weird goblin guy? Hoggle, he's uh, okay. Yes. I just, he's not he's not a goblin. He's he's a dwarf. I say he's he yeah he's not a goblin because he's not fully under Jared's control. Um, but yes. Yeah, so before she enters the labyrinth, she sees Hoggle and he's peeing in like. I don't even know what it is. It's like it's a, a little pond. Water. Yeah, it's, it's like a little pond. And he's nuking fairies. Well, that sucker's just straight murdering them. As what, As you do. Well, <laughs> I mean, after what we find out what the fairies do, could you blame him? Yeah, I mean, one of the fairies bit Sarah, so I was like, uh, gas that little biatch. Um, but... Hoggle helps Sarah get into the labyrinth and then leaves her on her own and she's just running through this labyrinth, not getting anywhere. And she's just whining the whole time. Oh, it isn't fair! It isn't fair! Girl, give me a break. <laughs> give me a damn break. So, Is this where the worm shows up? Yes. And Conley's um, expression when the worm starts talking, she's just, it just suddenly hits her. She's in a movie with talking Muppets, with talking songs. Like, literally has this look like, oh my god, I'm in a lamb chop sing along. <laughs> the worm. I love the worm. And um, one of my friends that I showed this movie to, she loves the worm. Who, me? Nah, I'm just the worm. Oh my god, Anthony, it's Paul McCartney! Oh, I'm just a worm, you know. That should have been his that should have been his part of work. No, just because that's why Sarah that would have led you straight to the goblin fortress. Which is I did my son yesterday. That is so annoying to me where he's like, No, don't go that way. And then she goes the other way. He's like, that would have led her straight to the castle. I'm like, oh my god! But it's at this moment when you first see David Bowie's face is everywhere throughout the labyrinth. So he's just constantly spying her, on her. Okay, he's watching her the entire time. And we don't want to know what he's doing with his magic ball. I know what I'm doing with my magic ball. Oh my god. Oh, disgusting. 
<laughs> you nasty. You nasty. Um, I apologize. My dog wants <laughs> So, uh, I can't fully remember. Is This is where she gets to the two, like, door people, right? No, right after the worm scene is Dance Magic Dance. Is it really? Oh, jeez. Uh, yes. No. Yes. What? Oh, God, no. It's How iconic. can you hate Dance Magic Dance? It's absolutely it, iconic. It made me want to curb stomp children. I hated it. It's literally a David Bowie Muppet Show sketch. I don't even like David Bowie. You not How? like David Bowie. I don't like David Bowie. How does like any human hate David Bowie? Same kind of human being who hates the Beatles. So, ugh. Anyway, so we... You have we, no sense of culture, do you? <laughs> Not the same type of culture you like, no. <laughs> so we get our first, like... Oh my goodness. The, the first drop. song in the film. Yes, really. the, first, the first, like, musical number in the film. Comes out um, of nowhere. Just <laughs> completely comes out of fucking nowhere. He's not wrong. No, it it does kind of come out of and nowhere. It really has nothing to do with what's going on. It's just, well, we have Bowie here. Might as well get a song. Honestly, a lot. Every musical. There's not a lot of musical numbers in the movie, but they all just kind of come out of nowhere. The one in the staircase doesn't really. No one actually works. Um, but this movie doesn't even act like a musical. That all of a sudden it is. Right. No, I, I I understand what you're saying with that part because it the it doesn't play like it would be a musical. It doesn't. Um, it's literally just a David Bowie Muppet Show sketch. I mean, I like <laughs> the Muppets, but I can't say I like David Bowie. I'm sorry. What David Bowie can't really dance? No, no, he's no. not. Are we going to talk about the puppetry going on in his pants? No, no. Anthony, we are not. But his package is front and center. I don't the want internet, to talk about it. I don't. The internet expects us to talk about it because everyone's talked about it. I don't <laughs> want to talk about David Bowie's dick. I don't want to do it. It's your time to ground control. Get off the blue pill. <laughs> I mean, there's not much else we could say about it that everybody else hasn't said before. I have taken the red pill. <laughs> Maybe but, time to ground control. Tell my wife I love her very much. <laughs> but um, so this is where she gets to the the guard doors, right? Yeah. Okay. This part always confuses me because I can never figure out this damn riddle. And okay, I okay. Here's here's what I'm here's okay. So, so if one lies and the other one tells the truth. Then shouldn't the one that told her what they are is the one that's truthful? You would think so, but he could be lying. Here's uh, here's what I think, okay? So the title is one of us tell like the do the guards on the door, they go, one of us tells the truth and the other one always lies. Here's here's so why don't you just say, Hey, are you the What? Because the thing I, is, no, both be here's the thing. If one's always telling the truth, one always lies. You can ask them both, and they'll both say the same thing. And you exactly. don't know which is which. That's the point they're trying to get across. I understand that. 
What I think is this is just a stupid concept. <laughs> it's the labyrinth. It's not supposed to make sense. Yeah, it's 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 like Wizard of Oz mixed with Alice in Wonderland. At this, I'm just I'm trying to figure out like there's there's definitely a way to figure out what's the right answer here. People have said they think they figured out the right answer, but every time I watch like a YouTube video on it, I still like get confused. I don't I don't understand, and neither did the baby. I mean, there's a way she could do it. She could literally just ask both of them, what color shirt am I wearing? The one that lies would obviously have to tell her she's not wearing a white shirt. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess. Yeah, that, I mean, that could be a and way. Like, okay, and then it doesn't say she's limited to just one question. Right, and I think yeah, she, she, could have, she literally could just, yeah, she literally could just go, like, to go to both of them like, hey, what color shirt am I wearing? One says white, the other one says, I don't know, green. All right, which way do I go? Yeah. And then, so, she ends up picking the wrong door. And she falls through a pit, and it's like, helping hands. They are groping her. Uh -huh. Oh, God, yeah. But what also, what I don't get about that is that she... Because she knows she made the wrong choice, so why didn't she just tell the helping hands to bring her back up and she just could have gone through the other door. Um, I think but... it's been established her character isn't that smart. And every, she is dumb. Every time she says it's a piece of cake, something horrible goes down. Yeah. Like, I, I always think about that. I was like, the helping hands, they could have brought her back up and she could have just gone through the other door. So it doesn't make sense. But so then, anyway. The hidden temple, the the Hidden yeah. Temple, Legends of the Hidden Temple with All Mac from Nickelodeon. Oh, uh, <laughs> so the Helping Hands drag her down, and she goes into uh, what is it? Ubulette, Ubliette, Ubliette. That's what it's called, an Ubliette. And all, is there. They're all the Talking Head from freaking Legends of the Hidden Temple. That are, aren't in the Ubliette. Force. They have. They get out of the Ubliette first, and then there's the Talking Heads. I mean, these things are about as useful as Jose from Power Rangers Megaforce. Mm -hmm. but, they are. Uh, they do look like talking here. So the hidden temple. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Hoggle helps her get out of the oubliette and away from the heads, and then they run into this like beggar looking. I don't um, know that that beggar looks awfully sparkly. A little, a little sparkly for a beggar, and uh, I can't remember like what they say to him, but. Uh, nothing. Yeah. So someone says nothing, and then it, it's David Bowie in disguise. He goes nothing, nothing, nothing. Fa la la. <laughs> this line. This and, line is the one that sticks out to me and Annalise. Yeah, we like we. This is so ridiculous. It's so stupid. Why did he say that? This is a song residuals. <laughs> yeah. Um. So. He goes to Sarah, he's like, how are you enjoying my labyrinth? And stupidly, she's like, oh, it's so simple. It's we didn't talk cake. about how she just looks down at his crotch. <laughs> my eyes are up here, Sarah. <laughs> Stop looking at it, Sarah. Do you want uh... to touch my bowl? No! <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. But... 
So she says, oh, it's a piece of cake. So then David Bowie... Yeah, something bad happens. David Bowie sends the cleaners on Sarah and Hoggle. And And they... they, Yeah, they narrowly escape. Um, And then... uh, Sorry, looking through my notes. Um, this is where they went into the uh, the wise man, and I'm and I wrote in my notes, "Oh no, Gandalf! What did they do to Gandalf?" <laughs> yeah, they run into this old man, and Sarah tries asking him questions, but he really doesn't prove to be useful in any way. He's he's kind of half asleep the entire time. Yeah, he has this like bird thing on his head. But then, in case you forgot, Bowie was in this film. It cuts back to Bowie just watching her. Yeah, literally just watching her. Like, that's the thing. The film will just, at random points, cut back to David Bowie just sitting around with the goblins, not yeah. doing anything. Literally not doing anything. Maybe, like, messing around with Toby or something. But that's it. Like, he's just... He's just he there. remember he's in the film. Yeah. Because they cut from it for a really long time. Um, but Hoggle, basically, he's like, you know what? No, I'm done. This is stupid. Too rich for my blood. Yeah. So, Hoggle leaves Sarah, and they're separated. And then Sarah um, runs into... or Well, no, she doesn't run into... She saves another creature called Ludo from these, like, weird... I don't even... Like, Mexican, like, goblin army, like, things. I don't even know. I don't even know what they are. They're part of the goblin army. Yeah. But they have, like, Mexican accents. Do they? Don't ask questions you don't want the answers to. Yeah, one of them literally goes, Oh, my ick the footsie! So, I don't don't even know, but she, like, she throws rocks at these little goblins and saves Luda. Okay, she gets the rocks. Oh, no, that'll come back later. She throws... Like these rocks at the goblins, and she saves Ludo, and and they Ludo, friends. Yeah, and they're, and they're friends. Um, Ludo's interesting. What? Ludo is interesting. Um, he looks like the Balrog. He looks. It looks like the Balrog mixed with like Moloch from Mortal Kombat: Deadly Alliance. <laughs> it because of the horns, right? Well, Moloch didn't have horns, but the Balrog had horns. Oh. It's just very nice that his brother got work in Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah, he looks like that thing, too. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, oh, what happens after that? I've got to look through my notes. I'm sorry. Um, Uh, This is when the peach comes in. No, well... uh, Yes, but the, also the peach comes into play later. Um, hands toggled a peach. Yes. Um, By a peach? I don't know. Yeah, Jareth meets up with... Um, oh, baby's saying I'm sorry. Um, but Jareth, it's at that point, though, where Jareth starts to show romantic like, attractions to Sarah. In Sarah. Now he suddenly is like, if she ever kisses you, I'll turn you into you. a bridge. Why do you care? All of a sudden. Prince of the Land of Stench. Cha-la-la. It's <laughs> such a yeah. random-ass threat. Like. <laughs> well, he he keeps threatening to put Hoggle in the Bog of Eternal Stench. Just threatening to kill him! 
I don't. I get. I maybe the bog of eternal Have stench is worse. The bog of eternal stench is a fate worse than death. <laughs> um. So that's where the it, Star Wars sequels are. Oh. <laughs> so Sarah and Ludo get separated, and Sarah runs into this like. Oh, I hate this scene. It's this really weird group of puppets. They're called the Fire oh, Gang. Oh, this scene's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, those and things are, um... This I is part of why it. I think this movie's a fever dream. Um, I hate it. The the Fire, the, probably, the fire well, Gang sequence is probably one of the worst in the movie in terms it, it of, is. like, the background. And uh, it's... Ugh, I hate it. Well, it, it just shows how ambitious Henson was, but he didn't have the technology to pull it off. Right. Right. At the time, they just weren't able to pull this off. No, and, and they really go into how much trouble they had filming this scene in the behind-the-scenes documentary. And so my thing is, why just not cut the scene out? Yeah, you literally could cut the scene and nothing is lost. Yeah, literally. Like, there's nothing, there's nothing in that scene that contributes really to the rest of the movie well it just shows like i it's like henson would just got really stubborn it's like no i'm freaking putting this shit in i'm doing this scene I'm i ain't gonna lose it. to this and it just it shows it's not a good sequence there's some things you don't have the te- if you don't have the technology for you just don't have the technology for right yeah there comes a point where you're at the cutting room floor and if you can't do something don't do it. Like, like, and, Mortal, like it, for example, in Mortal Kombat Annihilation, they probably just shouldn't have done that stupid dragon. Uh, That's for another review. Oh, yes. That but, day is coming. Yeah. But Hoggle ends up saving Sarah from the fire gang, and um, Sarah kisses him, which puts them both... Yeah, which puts them both in the bog of eternal stench. Um, this is where they meet Sir Didymus and Ambrosius. Ambrosius. And this is also one of my friend. Like this is another one of her favorite characters. She loves Sir Didymus and Ambrosius. <laughs> Sir Didymus is awesome. He's just this fearless little shit that will just fuck right, anyone let me shit ask up. You guys, this maybe I'm crazy. Is Ambrosius the same dog from the yes! beginning of the movie? It yes! is. And it's like it's not even the same name; it's a different name. But again, so, it also just kind of proves in the fact that this is just a freaking fever drug dream. That's what I was thinking. I was like, okay, she's gonna acknowledge that's the same dog she had. Nope, doesn't even acknowledge it. Nope, not at all. Absolutely not. I don't. Bless you. I am sneezing. Thanks. No, I'm holding the baby. She sneezed. I'm holding your baby. Toby, for the review, just sneezed. <laughs> By the yes, way, at least I have the police Toby. shown up yet to get that baby? Not yet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, so they're in the Bog of Eternal Stench, and Sir Didymus won't let them cross unless they have his permission. So what, can we have your permission to go across? Yeah, sure, yes. fuck it. And he's like, oh, uh, yeah, I guess so. Like, he literally just says, sure, fuck why not. <laughs> so, the bridge breaks, and Ludo has to call his rock friends. 
He has the power to control rocks. Ludo is an earthbender. I was just about to say, Ludo's an earthbender. So Sir Didymus decides to go along their journey with them. And um, they're walking for a little while. And Sarah starts to get hungry. So Hoggle gives her the peach. This is a roofied peach. Yeah, Bowie decides to pull the old Cosby. Oh, uh, wait. Now, David, here, take this speech you give it to the ladies, and they will do whatever you want to see, anything you would like to see. Okay, I know what's going on here. So, what? The peach is actually downer to try and get her off of her fever dream. And but she goes into a ballroom as a downer? Can we all just admit we could all picture David Bowie doing this as soon as she eats the peach? No! I'll be first in the land! <laughs> it's the poison apple from Snow White. <laughs> Tell me you couldn't see him do that. And that get-up? Yeah. That ballroom dance was straight-up pedo I 101. I love that scene! It's oh my straight god, Allie. Porn. She looks so pretty, and it's my favorite David Bowie song! Annalise. David but Bowie's we're talking like about uh, David Bowie's like a hundred. She's like sixteen. I know this like, is wrong. I know it's, it's there wrong. There is nothing good about this. This is terrible. This is Luke Besson's levels of creepy. Yeah, but it's so good. It's, it's not so, though. Is the thing it like is. <laughs> The song's fine. The, the imagery's fine, but it's like she is a child. I mean, yeah. clearly I, going through puberty because they had to strap her down to hide her assets. But still, yeah, they had to tape down her her boobs. But you know what? You know what? Good on David Bowie because they wanted to give them like a kiss scene, and David Bowie like, absolutely no. refused. Good. Yes. Good for Bowie. Absolutely. This is why Bowie transcends all notions of awesomeness. This is true. Um. So Sarah breaks out of this fever dream. But I just want to know what pervert on the writing staff thought of this scene. I don't know. This whole idea of the story. I really hope it wasn't Jim. I hope it wasn't Jim either. I really hope it wasn't Jim. Maybe it was Brian Froud, Terry Jones, maybe Lucas. But I mean, they also went along. They also went along with it, so they're kind of compliant in it as well. It was somehow our uncle's fault. <laughs> it was the '80s. That shit was just normal back then, I guess. He's gonna hear this and he's gonna yell at me oh, later. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um. By the way, just so you guys know, she has a baby with her. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I I've said that the entire time. That's the, that's the joke. Again, where are those cops? Not here. You're cosplaying way too hard for this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we appreciate the effort, but you did not need to go this hard. The baby's also wearing go, a red and white shirt. I'm, I'm going to go like, what No, Frankie, if you really want to do that, you need to be as ripped as Robin's show is in that film. Well, good thing. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, so Sarah breaks out of the fever dream and she ends up <laughs> in this junkyard. Um, 
I don't really like this scene either, honestly. I don't know. There's just something honestly, about the, it. the whole ballroom I, scene. Like this scene either. Honestly, the whole ballroom like scene is just a child-friendly eyes wide shut. When you put like that, <laughs> tell me I'm wrong. I can't. I mean, I've, I've never, I've never seen Eyes Wide Shut, so it's a really fucked up movie, but it's also really. Good. I've heard, yes, I've heard it's real messed up. It's not for the faint of heart. No. No. Isn't Tom Cruise in that movie? Yes, and everyone wants to bang him in that film. Oh. Why is everyone anyway. David Bowie and Tom Cruise? Because David Bowie is like, I understand. I don't understand any woman that says she would bang David. I'm like, I could see it. <laughs> what are you I'm doing? I'm not going to argue that. <laughs> but, I mean, so Sarah's Bowie. in this... Yeah. So Sarah's in this, like, junkyard, and there's this old woman puppet thing that tries to get her to stay there and to hoard all of her, like, toys and valuables and everything. Um, you know what would have been actually really creative if they what? was it was Connolly in heavy makeup. That oh yeah, that could have been I mean, really if cool. She fucking change her ways and conquers the labyrinth. This is her future, right? Like that's what she's gonna end up as. That could have been really cool. I didn't even like think about that. That's a really good idea, but um. So Sarah's like, no, I'm not going to end up like this. And she gets out of the junkyard and meets back up with her friends. Um, and they finally make it to Goblin City. Um, and, and they get attacked by a robot. Yeah, they get attacked by this robot thing who's guarding but the then, gate. But then Hoggle comes back at the turn of the tide. Yeah, oh. Hoggle's there, saves the day. And they make it into Goblin City. And so no, David... Hoggle has to the pot is like, sorry I roofied you. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. Like, dude. <laughs> like, that's a, that's such an awkward conversation. Sorry I drugged you. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, oh, it's okay. What? In what in, world? In what world? Not this one. Excuse me. Um, but they make it into Goblin City, and David Bowie starts freaking out. He's like, "Oh hell no! Call out the guard!" Everyone, everyone on standby. Let's go. Yeah. So he sends they all of the goblins pull out. Off. <laughs> yeah, he sends all the goblins out to try and stop them. Um, I mean, clearly it doesn't work. But and um, Frankie, were you ready for this epic final battle? He's muted. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> he must be raging so hard. Anyway, so <laughs> Ludo, there's a whole army against the Ludo summons his rock friends. His rock friends are back. And Bowie has to look like Trat. I've been foiled by rocks. I've been foiled. <laughs> I've been foiled by rocks. So Sarah and the gang managed to make it to the castle. Um, and David Bowie has Toby, like, nowhere to be no. found. So, And they're all just like, what? all right, let's go get this fucker. Let's jump his ass. Let's go get and, him. And, and Sarah's and like, like, no, nah. I got to do it alone. 
Why? Why, Sarah? Why? And then, and then after, they're just looking at her like, "You stupid bitch! Why?" Yeah, and they ask her. They're like, "Why?" She's like, "Because that's the way it's done, girl." Well, if okay. If that's the way it is done, then that is the way you must do it. Like, no, go in there, all of you, and jump his ass! For real, you have a monster that can summon rocks! You're gonna go in a room that's full of rocks! Get the rest of your to be over! <laughs> so, what are you doing? <laughs> like, girl, use, use what you have to your advantage! I don't mean to give notes on your sexual awakening fever dream, Sarah, but when you have a monster that can use rocks, you use the monster! Exactly. Exactly. But, anyway, she goes in there alone, and this sequence is really cool. It's Yeah, this is a really good scene, and the, and the song's really cool, because it's, like, super, like, depressing. Do, 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 do. I, have, I have no complaints about this scene. I got nothing way to say no, about it. It's I mean, a really like, good scene. I say it's really cool. Um, I don't think I could really... Yeah, there's there's really nothing to say besides other than it's really good. It works very well. And it's, I just it's, wish it's we had cool. one more scene of David Bowie playing with his balls. <gasps> and yes, I know what I said. <laughs> so... And then, so after the staircase scene, um, Toby disappears. Um, he's somewhere. The whole world just kind of gets like, I'm I say fucking just, like, done. Collapses. <laughs> yeah, I like say... the whole world is collapsed on itself. And so Dave, like, oh, Sarah's God, on this. Down. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she's crashing. She's crashing. She's coming down. <laughs> So Sarah's on this platform and David Bowie walks out and he's in this like feather like He literally do- walks out again knowing he's making women cream their tights and he just has this look like ladies ladies <laughs> The man has to have known what he was gonna do. I'm sure he all did over the world. I'm There's sure no he way. did. He had to have known. Like, there's, there's no way. And, and the package again is, is out in front. Better. Let's see. Do we have any more jokes we can make about it? Hmm. My apologies. I got to get my lunch we, out of the oven. You had to get what? I had to get my lunch. David Bowie's package out of the oven. Yeah, yeah. You had to go get David. <laughs> is that what we're talking about right now? Jesus Christ! <laughs> I walk away for a second, and Annalise starts drooling. <laughs> I'm, I'm. I can't help it. I mean, to be fair, sixteen-year-old Anthony was drooling over Connolly in this film, so not no, so we're... much twenty-eight-year-old Anthony. He'll just drool over Gen- for Connolly now. <laughs> uh, no, we're actually near the end. We're talking about when David Bowie walks out with that white feather outfit thing. Are we um, done yet? I can't. I don't know how much longer. Almost, and he's rocking his Tesla coil. Uh, but David Bowie makes her tries to make her like one final offer. He's like, "Please just fear me, love me, do as I say, and I will be your slave." No. How does that, that work? Sounds like a toxic relationship. It sounds like a very toxic relationship. I feel that. <laughs> so, so Sarah 
finally remembers the last lines of her LARPing. At last! Oh, full circle to the first scene! Oh my god, yay! But yay. that works, and they just didn't. They ran out of budgets to film a climax, so he was the man who sold the world. <laughs> so David Bowie defeated, throws his ball into the air. <laughs> oh, wait, we did have one last scene of David Bowie playing with his balls. Yes, we did. He throws the ball up into the air, and Sarah is back at home. Toby's sleeping in his crib, and all is right. Did it even happen at all? Apparently it did, because they all fucking show up in her bedroom. <laughs> what a terrible dream, Annie M. And you were there, and you were there. there. And, yeah. And then, so Sarah's sitting at her mirror, and Hoggle shows up. He goes, should you need us for any reason? Hoggle, I, I need, need you, them. Hoggle. Well, why did you say oh, so? Say so. And then they all show up. They dance to the owl and flies away. They they dance the villain song. It's a dance party! Yay! No boys allowed. Dance magic dance. No boys allowed. All right, listen, listen, listen. I'm gonna go first. Okay. Oh, we're I gonna need, get into the final I thoughts need, on this I soon. Get, I need to get into this. Or I'm going to explode. He's waited two weeks. To... Yeah, I, I, think, have... I think Frankie earned this. <laughs> You've waited two weeks. Go ahead. I have <laughs> never been so angry and bored at the same time watching a movie. I didn't give a shit about any of the characters. That baby agrees with me. <laughs> I didn't care about Jennifer Connelly and her stupid choices to go on this stupid journey to begin with. It's her own goddamn fault. It is her fault. I didn't care about David Bowie as the villain. The puppeteering was at, admittedly. And. But it's what? I said the puppeteering was actually pretty good. Yes. Yeah, the. the the special effects are great in this film. The only movie character I kind of cared about was Ludo. That's because I thought he was a dumb oaf, and I thought he was kind of adorable. <laughs> He's the Rocky of Muppets. Exactly. <laughs> R.I.P. Like, Rocky, we miss you. The, the stupid raccoon guy. I didn't care about him. I thought he was annoying. He's a fuck. Whatever so rules. I didn't care about Hoggle. I thought he was a jerk. The, da- the, the Goblin King wasn't an intimidating villain. The plot is stupid and not attacking. I feel like if you watch this for the first time as an adult, you're going to hate it. Because this is all jokes aside, the first time I watched this movie was for this podcast. And I hated every minute of it. He was texting us. He was like, I can't do it. I can't do it. I said, bitch, you promised. You have to do it. I thought about quitting this movie so many times because I just was not at all enjoying myself. I feel. I like think what you, you need to do, you have to get yourself in mind. I hate this. I hate this. So I can just fully blast this sucker on the po- on my podcast. The thing is, I go into each movie wanting to like it. Yeah. And when I don't, I don't. <laughs> I feel like if I had watched this as a kid. I probably would enjoy it. As a 30-year-old man watching it for the first time, I'm sorry. It does nothing but aggravate me. <laughs> I'm sorry. 
It's not for everyone. That's okay. I had, a, I had a couple people watching this with me to try and get me through it. Uh-huh. My roommate went back to her room. She does that I, on a regular basis. That, is, that judgment that, isn't, doesn't count. I said I can't watch this movie and just went back into my room. Her room. My friend was over. 30 minutes in, he got up and left my house. Dan is a mini is a mini you, so their, their judgments are skewed. I'm just saying. <laughs> Maybe it's being restless. <laughs> I just don't think this movie is as amazing as you two seem to. I just don't. Well, I think it it helps that we saw it at younger ages. Mm-hmm. And I didn't see it until I was thirty. <laughs> and you're just a bitter soul, so you can't appreciate the magic of it. I could if I was fucking five, <laughs> but I'm 30. <laughs> you're just a bitter 30-year-old man that looks like Hoggle. I don't look anything like Hoggle, you fuck. <laughs> Frankie. Oh, Frankie. I think that Rocky should have been uh, Ambrosius. How Ambrosius? No, that's that's Cloud. It's Cloud. Cloud is gonna be Ambrosius. He's gonna be as fluffy as that oh, dog. But what if it was Rocky? Don't Rocky's do Ludo. Yeah, Rocky's oh. Ludo. <laughs> they should have put Rocky. Hi, Cloud. Is that your whole final thoughts, Frankie? Or do you have more? No, no, that's it. If I think about this movie anymore, my head's gonna fucking explode. <laughs> Anthony? Alright. This movie is great. Yes, it it cannot make any sense. And the there are so there are plot holes. There are so many plot holes. And the whole weird Bowie being in love with a sixteen year old and that peaching is very questionable nowadays. But this is just great eighties a great eighties fantasy. Which we don't really get any more of these kind of films anymore. Like this, Lady Hawk, Highlander. Um, th- there's a couple others I can I had thought of, but I can't remember. With like the synth m- music and just like these fantasy elements to them. Oh, Legend. <laughs> Bowie is great in this film. He's having a ball. He... <laughs> The man just—he knows what he's doing. He sparkles. That's that's the best thing I can say about the man. Sparkles. <laughs> the puppet work is great. the The sets are great when, except when they're not with the fiery scene. And that's the, the one part of this movie is the puppeteering and the the sets are actually quite good. Yeah. Well, they actually filmed this literally next door to when they were filming Legend. I think I read. And that's how Brian Hansen and Mia Sarah met. And now they're married. <laughs> Connell, Connell, uh, Jennifer Connolly starts out rough. And I mean rough. But she does get better in the film. Not the best. I don't, I'm sorry. I don't agree with you. I don't think she ever gets good in this movie. Like, ever. Not once. And also, again, who doesn't want to see David Bowie playing with his balls? Me! I don't want to see this! <laughs> <laughs> this film is fun. It's great. A, def- a definite must watch. 
No one is not must watch. But uh, honestly, interesting enough, you guys might like this. I just found out. Hang on, I'm gonna pull it up. What? What is it? What is it? Well, at least you go first. I'm gonna. You go, and I'm gonna find a bit of trivia. You find that? I'm gonna go into my final thoughts. Yes. Um. I know I say this about like every movie we've watched, but it's so special to me. I was uh, shown this when I was pretty young by our uncle. Um, he's been nagging me to mention him, and I finally am. By the way, Tooth Gremlins podcast. But my uncle, our uncle Pete, showed this to me when I was real young, and he knew it was the type of movie that I would love. Let me and- stop you for a second. What? PD, this is your fault. It is your fault I'm watching this fucking movie. This is your fault. You showed it to her that I had to suffer. This is your fault. BGW, <laughs> go go watch, listen to the st- the Bucktooth Gremlin podcast. <laughs> We're going to be plugging it every episode now. We might. They plug us almost in all their episodes. Mm-mm. But, so, this movie is very near and dear to me because of my uncle showing it to me and sharing that love of the movie with me and I've loved it ever since like I'm I'm 21 now and I I still love this movie um I mean but it also helps that it's Jim Henson and we have uh, at least all three of us we have a love for the Muppets and the Henson company that's true yes um Yes, it's silly. Yes, it's stupid at times. And oh, come on! But mm. I think if you embrace that, it does. You just have a fun time. It I'm really, gonna, really I'm going to make do. a counter argument. If you've never watched this as a child, and you're an adult now, I would say probably you're better off avoiding it. I don't know. You're just a bitter person, so I, some you people might be more of it. I don't know. I, I I don't know if that's true because the my friend who I showed it to, um, she was she was supposed to be on with us today, but she unfortunately couldn't make it. That's okay. But I showed it to her a year ago, and she's she's uh, she turns twenty next month, uh, twenty one next month actually. So she's twenty now, and she loves it. She yeah, absolutely. You guys, are, loves you guys it. are into the musical puppeteering shit, and you're a lot younger than me. I'm not. You you don't like musicals though. All but one, yeah. Yeah. And we're talking uh, about it sequel soon. <laughs> nah. But um so this movie is just very special to me and I have that I always get that warm fuzzy feeling whenever I see it or whenever I'm like thinking about, oh, maybe I'll watch it today. And it's just it it's a lot of fun for me. Um and of course, it doesn't. It doesn't hurt that David Bowie is just amazing. He sparkles. He sparkles, and I just I love him so much. <laughs> but those are my final thoughts. I'm glad he's dead. What the? Oh my fuck? god! And you're fired. Hashtag cancel Frankie. Yeah, we now will have two. We will have two shirt designs. Hashtag cancel Annalise and cancel Frankie. God. Okay. If this spinning wheel doesn't land on me this time, I'm out quitting. Well, hold on. I just want to bring this up. 
This film opened at number eight at the U.S. box office, placing it behind Karate Kid Part Two, Back to School, Top Gun, and Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah, Damn, what a lineup that that is. This movie bombed. Do we want to? God. But goddamn, that's a that'd be a good lineup in the theater. Do we want? I don't know, because we already spun the wheel last episode, and so do you think we should just do it next episode? No, I, no you're spinning the wheel. All right. Why? Oh, you're spinning the wheel. If okay, we then we're the wheel, not. We're not going to spin the wheel next episode. Yes, exactly. That's fine. Okay. All right. I am spinning in three, two, one. Spin, spin, land. spin that fucking if wheel! If Come on! on! If this doesn't land on me, I'm done. It's still spinning. Spin, 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 spin. Mm. <laughs> what? Frankie, you're gonna be mad. I'm done! I'm done! <laughs> it landed on either Anthony or Annalise. Probably Annalise. Mm, it landed on Anthony. Oh, oh no. He doesn't get two in a row. No, Annalise got two in a row. We each said we'll, get, we'll, get, we'll each get two in a row, then we'll automatically be taken off the board. Oh, yes. Jesus Christ. We, we agreed on that in, like, the second episode. Yes. Oh, I've only picked one of these stupid things. I'm going to be a bit... I think I'm going to be merciful here now if I'm going to look at my shelf here because I didn't think I'd get the pick. Ugh. <clears throat> this is getting frustrating. Who knows? Maybe it'll be you next week. Well, it has a better chance because I'll be off the board. Right. Let's see. What do I want to go with? I'm going to be merciful this time. Yeah, I don't believe you. <laughs> Oh, God. Keep it up. I may just go with the certain film I do have on reserves. But I'm deciding to be merciful for you, Frankie. Oh, oh God. So that means it's going to be bad for me. You'll never know. <laughs> you know what? We're going to review Lost Boys. Do we? Oh. How the fuck are we gonna get the Lost Boys? I we own all it. like. We all no, like I, that movie. I'm not mad at Lost Boys. I just don't know how I'm gonna watch it. We I all like it. that movie. Yeah, but it's a ridiculous film. There's so much you can make fun of with Lost Boys. Hey, it's your pick, so. Yeah, but what? How am I gonna watch it? I own it. Yeah, you own it. How the fuck am I going to watch it? You'll have to watch it with him. God damn it. Okay. I guess Christmas it is. Yeah. So Lost we're not Boys gonna... on Christmas. Oh, I should have done a Christmas film. Okay, revise it. Do a Christmas movie. All right. You know what? You think what? You, let's just do Muppet Christmas Carol. Is that on Disney Plus? That yeah. is on Disney Plus. All right. Okay. A Muppet Let's Christmas just do Muppet. Carol. We're gonna do a Christmas special. Might it come might out come after, after Christmas. Christmas. No, so next week we have to take a break, personal reasons. 
As we they may were, or may not. Depending on if we record earlier in the week, might not. But if there's not an episode out by next Friday, then um, we're going to be taking a break for a week. But it's possible that we'll record earlier in the week. You'll know. You'll see it on our page. Yay. Yes. All right. Well, uh, that was elaborate. We, I think we've we've hurt Frankie enough. Let's give him a little break before the torture continues. <laughs> We're not monsters. Yes, you are. <laughs> next week, or whenever we get it out to you, our next review will be for Grease 2. Oh, boy. So we might have two coming out within the week? Possibly. Possibly, possibly. Um, but look out for those. So the next one's going to be Grease 2, and then the one after will be A Muppet Christmas Carol. Um, and then we will decide from there. Um, I think we'll probably spin the wheel next on the Muppet Christmas Carol episode. How about that? Yeah, yeah we'll do that. Yeah. All right. And my name will not be on the board, so it'll be between Annalise and Frankie with that one. It's going to be Annalise because this fucking thing never lands on me. <laughs> you never know. It's all about chance. It's all about it's all about the fate. That's I right. I fucking hate everything. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have to do my dance magic dance. If you excuse me, I'm gonna throw up in my mouth. I have to keep playing with this baby. Alright. Uh-huh. Stress. Are the cops coming? I don't hear sirens yet. Okay. Good night, everyone. Have a great day. Don't Thanks suffer. for joining us. Bye. Bye.